When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. Did you know when you turn things off in your house, it's not really usually off? I know, I've covered this in Season 1, but we're going to cover it again in Season 3, mainly because it's rearing its ugly head around my house and my business. Standby consumption. Yep, standby waste. Vampire consumption. Whatever the term you want to use. Electricity that you're using without even know that you're using it. Just so your appliance can be ready to be used again. Most commonly noticed with televisions. I used to get into these weird cycles. Remember, I'm kind of old. So yes, I had old TVs. And when you went to turn them on, it took a moment. Well, in that same moment, I would get impatient. And I would turn it off. Not on purpose. I just thought it didn't turn on. So I'd hit the button again and it would turn off. So I hit it again and it would start to pause. I'm thinking it's not getting a signal. I hit it again and it would turn off. And my impatience created this really weird cycle. Well, industry has decided that we'll just not turn off the television. That way when you hit the button, it comes on immediately or very close to immediately. And that helps with that whole impatience. But that means that everything in our house is drawing electricity 24 hours a day just by being plugged in. There are three different kinds of standby or vampire consumption, whichever term you want to use, because apparently there's a dozen of them. But the first one is just device on standby. You see it more often with your television, that little red LED that stays on when everything else is off. All that's doing is letting you know I am ready to be used. And it's using electricity just in preparation. Number two, the plug-in adapters. I see it most with my laptop, but there's a ton of different things that have those big black boxes hooked to them in between where you plug in your device and where you plug it into the wall. And most of the time, they'll start to get warm. Well, they're either D, you know, AC to DC converters or they're conditioning the electricity so that the, the sensitive device doesn't get damaged, much like in your gaming systems or, uh, like I said, me, my laptop. Those those waste a lot of electricity too. If I just leave my laptop plugged in and spend the day somewhere else, I'm drawing a significant amount of electricity and then giving it off as heat. Not only am I putting my device in standby, but there's so much waste in those boxes, we get heat. And like I've always said in the past, if it's producing heat, it's using a ton of electricity. Third, and the final one, is the always-on devices. These are video game consoles, DVRs, computers, like desktop computers, laptop computers. They're always on. They're always running. They're looking for their updates. And when you have that, it's you don't really reduce the amount of consumption much by quote-unquote turning it off. It's not really off. It's doing its own thing when we're not noticing. The screen's just not on. Think about it. How many things in your house are plugged in? And I say that because even things you don't expect to be drawing electricity, they do. It may not be a lot, but they do. The biggest draws in your home, televisions, well, they're not first. If you have a desktop computer, it takes tons of electricity just sitting there. 
laptops, number two, game systems, number three. That's where your TV falls in, number four and most common. But even your garage door opener, waiting for you to push the button, has to be in and searching for that signal. Your phone cords, they don't take a lot. That battery charge cord next to your bed, but just being plugged in, electricity travels through that cord waiting for an outlet. Well, resistance. It actually loses some of the charge. So even just having your cell phone cord plugged in is going to use some electricity. And that's not counting the microwave, the toaster, the, even your furnace waiting to get used is plugged into that thermostat and waiting. In some households, like Japanese or Danish households, up to 10% of the total consumption of their bills is just devices waiting to be used. I was surprised. I kind of assumed, like in most cases, the U.S. would be the worst. We're not. Well, at least not yet. We're at about 5% of your electric bill is just devices waiting to be used. Well, I'll tell you right now, I could definitely go for a 5% reduction in my electric bill, especially this time of the year. Now that we're starting to get a little warmer, it's nice. We have this low in our bill, but all through the winter, it was brutal and it was expensive. And there are times that people's households somewhere in this world are up to 20% of their bill is standby. 20%. You could cut 20% of your bill just by not having things ready for you at every waking moment. Wow. So what do you do? Well, back when I wrote the book, I was really focused on this. And I'll tell you, that's when it was pretty much just me and when the kids came to visit all the time. But it, it was really easy to manage now that there's a whole household full of people running around uh, playing devices or watching televisions or plugging in tablets. It's become very challenging. But every time I set up a television, there was a surge suppressor behind it. The air fryer, not plugged in. All these little devices at one point, I just left unplugged. Coffee maker, didn't need to be plugged in until I needed it. Well, here I am. A few years later, all the plugs in the house are pretty much being used for things that we're pretty much not using. So I had to talk about this again, because here we are just a few years later, and I am not doing well. My 3D printers at Dabble are still plugged in. All of these things are just costing money and burning Fossil fuels, for really no reason other than the concept that I might want it later. And if and it's not that I can't have it. I can plug in a coffee maker and then make coffee. These devices are literally just doing this so that we can do it slightly faster. I need to get back to unplugging. That will be a priority this week. Going through, finding the things that don't necessarily have to be plugged in, and unplug them. Same with my laptop. I need to run it on battery. And when the battery starts to run low, then plug it in so that I'm not just plugged in to be plugged in just so I'm always at full. Because in the meantime, I'm just creating waste. If I plug it in while I'm using it and the battery is low, at least it's moving to the battery. That excess electricity isn't leaving as much in heat as it is just simply charging the battery. And if you put the surge suppressors behind things, certain TVs in our household don't get used very often. And they have other things plugged to them. I can just turn off the surge suppressor. I do have to tell the whole family because what's going to happen is one of the kids is going to start pushing the button on the remote 25 times and start screaming my name from the couch because it doesn't work. They'll immediately think it's broken. I've really got to work on their problem-solving skills so they can start checking things before they start screaming helplessly from the couch. But in the meantime, all the weeks that no one uses it, it won't be using electricity. Ugh. Sounds like I've got work to do, not only at home, 
but at Dabble. Hopefully, you'll do the same. Chances are, you already are. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this short. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend or on social media. Other ways you can support Realistic Sustainability is, of course, becoming a monthly supporter on our Anchor hosting site or by going to greenyourlife.org, where you can donate individually or join that same subscription model. You can do it for less than like a dollar a month. Nick and I definitely appreciate it. You can also just simply leave a five-star review. Leave a review on any of your podcast platforms that you're listening to us on. Click a like, click a follow. All those help. Thank you so much again for listening. And remember, we're just getting together each week to get a little bit better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week. Feeling overwhelmed by climate change? Looking for sustainable and ethical brands to support? That Ethic is perfect for you. Ethic is a simple browser extension that helps you find sustainable and ethical brands online. Learn more at ethic.org. E-T-H-Y-K.org.